You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge of your investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. Why Will Trent? He's good police. And he's objectively hot. See crime. Put on Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, everybody, real quick before we get started, don't forget about your chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro or Beats Fit Pro. Just rate and or review the show and send proof that you did, like a screenshot of you giving us five stars or whatever. Go to fantheoryqueries.com slash contest for more details. Oh, and you get multiple entries if you review us on multiple platforms. Okay, bye. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And I am bringing you a theory that I found on Reddit from Little Essay. And this <laughs> is about the Plants vs. Zombies game. And this is, plants have their own agenda and are using the zombies as fertilizer. We love Plants vs. Zombies, don't we, Laura? We do. I first found it as a desktop game mm-hmm. on my laptop uh, after college. And just loved it. I I mean, I played that for so long. And then I was able to download it onto my phone because then they made a mobile version. So I got to play through it again. And then they came out with things like Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare Mm -hmm. and Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Mm -hmm. Oh, such good times. I I never thought they would take it, uh, convert it into a third-person shooter. (laughs) But they do it so well. Uh, it's so get, fun. You get to play as the different plants with different weapons and stuff. But you, there's And the different <laughs> kinds of zombies, too. Yeah, yes, because you can play on both sides. But there's still, like, nothing, not nothing, but, I mean, there's still great satisfaction found in playing the original game. Like, just the basic tower defense style game that that is. It's, it's mm-hmm. a blast. Do you, know, My- do you know this game, Michael? I've never played it. I mean, I, I've seen it, but I've never played it. However... I don't think it's going to take a genius to figure out the basics behind <laughs> what so, this game's about. Which version have you seen? That tower defense kind or the third person shooter? I haven't even seen the actual gameplay of any of them. I've just seen like advertisements for the game, like those annoying it- ads that pop up say play okay. this game. I think it's free on the oh, iPhone. Yeah. The mobile app is free, and, you and there's even lore being created around it. There are mm-hmm. now graphic novels for kiddos yeah. about it, and wow. yep, it's it's growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like plants. Growing. I would go over a quick how to play, but I, I won't do that here. Well, just like, what's the base? I mean, obviously, it's plants versus zombies, but what's the very, at its most basic objective of the game? So in the original desktop version, which is also translated into that mobile version that we've talked about, like Spencer said, it's a tower defense system. So you are playing as the plants who are the last line of defense. You're trying to defend your humans because the humans are really stupid. And the zombies are slowly, well, mostly slowly. Some of them end up getting faster and faster as you progress into harder levels. Uh, But 
you're you're building up your plant defense against them and you get all sorts of different kind of plants your first line of defense against them is a pea shooter that just slowly and steadily shoots peas across the <laughs> field and hits these zombies and wears them down so you have to get them planted in time to mm-hmm. start hitting them because it takes a while to break down the zombie and kill it before it reaches the plant. If a zombie yeah. reaches a plant, it eats the plant and progresses. And then the very last like fail safe is a lawnmower that will deploy and mow down everything in that row. But then once the lawnmower is gone, that's it. You've got to plant new plants or you're done. They'll get in that <laughs> way. It's yeah, it's and just game. the creativity of all the different plants you can use and their purposes, their what they can do, and are usually some kind of pun on what they can do. Like a walnut is a giant walnut that you can use as basically a wall. Or mm-hmm. a um, I like the the squash. Uh, it like jumps and s- splats on top of a zombie. Yeah, there are <laughs> uh, snow peas, which are mm-hmm. pea shooters, but they shoot frozen peas which then slow down the zombie as well mm-hmm. as continue to hit them. Hmm. It's a fun game. <laughs> it, it is fun. Um, so that's just a basic overview of that basic game. And let's dive into the theory. Why do plants defend the players from the zombies risking their own lives when they could easily just leave you to your fate? Most plants attack by shooting their seeds or spores at the zombies. Or in other words, they're throwing their own offspring at them. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of it that way. <laughs> no, <Nope>. Me neither. <laughs> they kill the zombies because they know that they are nutritious and a plentiful source of fertilizer for their seeds to germinate in. Even defensive plants like walnuts, which don't directly attack the zombies, benefit as they're going to come in close contact with zombies and thus they'll probably get large piles of fresh corpses right next to them. Or in other words, food for the seed that managed to survive thanks to its hard shell. As for sunflowers, which will likely get very few carcasses as they're planted as far as possible from the zombies still benefit by teaming up with other plants as they lack any defensive or offensive abilities. So being protected from threats is still beneficial to them as a species. Also, there is a plant in the second game called the spore shroom. When it kills a zombie, another spore shroom spawns at the square the zombie was on. I feel like this plant pretty much confirms my theory. <laughs> so I real, forgot real about quick, that. Yeah, real, real quick, can you explain the sunflowers? Okay, so the whole way that you even get to plant plants is you need to have sun for them, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, yes, and so you can wait for sun to fall from the sky, but that takes a long time and you're going to use it up really fast planting your pea shooters and any other kinds of uh, defensive attack plants. So you're also going to want to plant some sunflowers because they generate sun as well to help you plant more plants. However, that's all they do. They take up a <laughs> square and they just give you sun. Um to plant those bigger plants. Some plants you can actually upgrade once they've already been planted. You can put something else on them to make them even stronger. But uh, that's all that those things do. So that's what that's referring to with the sunflowers. Yeah. Any questions? Any questions? <laughs> or um, um, anything y'all want to add? I have a question. Are you, Laura, do you... So you mentioned there being other sources of lore... Are you familiar with anything like 
beyond just what the basic premise of the game is. Um, I've, I know that um, in the, they've expanded upon the original game in these new like Garden Warfare and Battle for Zombieville. We've played, we played Garden Warfare. We owned it. We beta tested the sequel to that, Mm -hmm. to the Garden Warfare, like 2.0 kind of thing. And then we've played, I've played around in Battle for Neighborville. It's not really my favorite. Mm -hmm. I I just don't like it as much. Um, What that's done, though, is it's just expanding more upon, you've got like Crazy Dave, who is the human who's telling you what to do. And he just talks nonsense and he really likes tacos, or burritos. <laughs> it's one of those two, if I can remember correctly. Tacos, tacos. Thank you. And then... Which, the if zomb- there was ever a live-action adaptation, will be played perfectly by Zach Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, he would be Crazy Dave, definitely. And then you've got the Zomboss, who you can almost see him as a cross between, like, Invader Zim and Mojo Jojo, in that he's got an Invader Zim looking kind of body, but then he has a gigantic brain on him, mm-hmm. like Mojo Jojo, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's in gla- encased in glass. Um, okay. But he drives this giant, like, zombie. He is a zombie, but he's like an intelligent zombie. There's another fan theory about him. And he drives, like, this giant robot thing that just crunches through everything, so you have to work really hard to defeat him. And so these further games really build out like the animosity between mm. Crazy Dave and Zomboss and Yeah, mm. and there's like this there's just this as with many different types of zombie uh, properties, there's a, a spectrum of intelligence for the zombies. And some of the more stronger ones you kind of get the the feeling that some kind of radioactive mutation that turned them into zombies. So you just Well there's even like a superhero zombie. Yeah. There's a dancing zombie. There's like an everything zombie these days. And mm-hmm. it's a break dancing zombie. Not a break dancing, a uh, disco zombie. It's a disco, like roller skating zombie. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It really is. <laughs> okay, why don't we get into these comments? Okay. Uh, from the general chaos. Despite the short-term benefits, parentheses, nutrition from zombies, I think there is also a long-term strategy at play as well that explains their motivation. You think? Because the zombies eat them. Mm. Um Back to the comment. By defending the humans within the house, the plants ensure the humans will multiply in numbers. The plants' end goal is that they will harvest the humans once their population (laughs) increased exponentially over time. (laughs) If they were to turn on humans today, they would only be able to harvest a small fraction compared to if they were to wait 30 to 40 years of population growth. In the Mm -hmm. end, the humans were actual plants the whole time. It's true. So, so this is connected to Little Shop of Horrors. I, it sounds like it. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> Umber0010 says, interesting theory, but I think the answer is a lot simpler and less gruesome. Humans surviving is just beneficial for the plants. Think about it. What is a plant trying to accomplish in life? For most, it's get big, make seeds, and spread said seeds. And what do people do on a farm? They spread the plant's seeds over as wide of an area as possible and then try to keep those plants alive. They feed them, protect them from harsh weather, kill any parasites or predators that threaten them. Even after they're harvested, the humans are just going to plant their seeds again. And that's not even counting things like gardens, flower gardens, or plants that physically can't survive without human help. Other media 
4697 responded to that comment with, yes, but these plants have a more sentient side about them. What if they don't want to go back to how things were? What if now, since the chance has arisen, they want to take the place at the top of the food chain? Boo to being harvested and planted and cared for by humans. We can just cultivate and farm the humans like they did to us. None of them can be opposed. They can get to the apex of Earth and they get infinitely sustained food. Parentheses, except for the part where they kind of have to feed the humans with said plants if they want to keep the source alive. But I almost had it there. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Confused yet? (sighs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't uh, think any of those comments were helpful. But they were enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> they were. I mean, I and I think that's part of what's so fun about the fandom of mm-hmm. Plants vs. Zombies is we all know how ridiculous it is so we can do our serious ridiculous thing about it. It's, 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 it's another great example of enjoying a game without or a property without thinking about anything like this. <laughs> I never thought of why the plants were doing what they were doing. Um just thought that, oh, the plants are on the human side, and so they're just going to help out the humans, and the zombies are clearly the bad guys. But then mm-hmm. things kind of get more complicated whenever you start to be able to play as the zombies. Yes. And so um, <laughs> the it's not just quite as black and white as it once was. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the doorbell just rang, and it's Crazy Dave asking for a taco. So let's take a break. Spencer, grab the pepper spray, and when we come back, we'll write this theory. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Made in bars! Top of the world! Where legends are made. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism. Villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy, and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now wherever you get podcasts. How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while reveling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the Labours of Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decodence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. You know, <laughs> Crazy Dave isn't that crazy after all. He gets a bad rap. You mean like ice tray? Or is it ice cube? No, it's crushed ice. I think you mean ice tea, but I'm going to ignore this terrible attempt at a joke. And ask Michael to explain our rating scale real quick. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) The highest rating that we have is genius. 
This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. When I read this earlier, I honestly started to change that to iced tea, because I thought that's what he was meaning. No. <laughs> I bet every word. <laughs> and this is me at the end of my day, running out of creative things to write. <laughs> and, of course, I had to put in a Mr. Freeze pun there. Cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. Let me hear it. What do you think of the theory? Michael, would you like to go? I'm ready to go unless you want to go now. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go. Because okay. um, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to contribute. <laughs> um, sure, this is genius. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Having never played the game, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense that the plants are going to use the zombies as fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all know that uh, decomposing material is good for growth. Yeah, Mostly zombies are just- moving... Our zombies are walking compost, essentially. Yeah, yeah. the only hitch in this, in I'm going to say plausible on this one. I think it's plausible. Um, the only hitch in this is that, I'm going to talk myself out of it now. <laughs> as far as I know, and I'm, I'm, there probably is an explanation for it, but in my mind, I don't know what the actual cause of the zombie outbreak is. And if there's a chance that it is radioactive in nature that's not good for plants but then maybe that's why the plants are monsters now is because they've been thriving off of radioactive fertilizer (laughs) that's how they became sentient uh Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a few there's a few unknowns there for me to say this is completely genius but it's definitely plausible i could see that i mean it makes sense uh if because at first you're like oh they're throwing their offspring as (laughs) as <laughs> are, as a weapon, uh, you know, as ammunition at these zombies. But then, oh, if it, I mean, it'd be just like throwing your baby at a bottle of milk. I'm, what? Mm, what? I I can't make a right thing that makes no, sense. No, you can't. You can't but come back you get from the that. Idea. <laughs> it's like <laughs> p- throwing your child into a uh, their sustenance, what they need to live. What's wrong with that? And so in that case, it makes sense. Like, they're not just, I don't feel as sad when the plants get eaten by the zombies. I just know that, oh, hey, it's just part of life. Thinking it that way. So um, I think it's plausible. Hmm. I'll give it a plausible. Um, I'll give it a genius. I am down for this. I I love it. I love that (laughs) idea of the plants being just as, especially when you think about the way the sunflower looks, it's all happy. Mm -hmm. Yay. And you can kind of hear it going, Ah, whenever mm-hmm. it shakes <laughs> off us a little bit of sun. But then mm-hmm. thinking about like, we're going to destroy these zombies all to go take over the world. Like that's just, <laughs> <laughs> I love that concept. That is so funny mm-hmm. to me. Um, Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. This is great. And in fact, uh, this has made me redownload Plants vs. Zombies so I can play through it all again. <laughs> I might have to do the same. Yay! We should, we should compare. Michael, join us. Join us. I'm just I'm I'm so tired of zombie stuff. Like well then get excited about the plants. Ruined zombies for me. I get that. 
I totally am with you there. I, I just, it's the same with like vampires and all that stuff. Like these the, the only are- thing I was going to say the only vampire thing that or property that I am willing to Morbius? Like, actively watch now is uh, what, what we, we do, do in the shadows because it's so hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, back to the zombies. Um, I'll, zombies, I'll think about it. These zombies are hilarious. I, I still f- quote them frequently because all they'll say is like brains and then every <laughs> once in a while just to vary it up, one of them will go brains. And <laughs> <laughs> it's what's funny is is um if you lose and they get through to your house you hear a mm-hmm. guy going ah! and then the like message comes up, like the zombies <laughs> ate your brains or something like that so, yes yeah, and, and every level starts with the zombies are coming mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite charming it is um but other things that are charming are this podcast and because this podcast is charming and our level of charm has been reached to its full potential, it's time to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, uh, I know we've been recording for a while now, but I just want to take a little bit more of your time to share um, this really fascinating detail I found on Reddit the other day. Um, you know, we've talked about good uses of foreshadowing in movies before, and um, but something that's even more impressive is when movies foreshadow something that happens in another movie. Like this instance that I'm in Velanistan brought up. I'm in Velanistan. I'm in Velanistan brought up. In Spider-Man No Way Home, Daredevil makes an appearance. This is foreshadowing Doctor Strange's next appearance in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which has another character dressed in red and has lost her vision. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, what a burn. That's cold. That's cold, yeah. man. Oh my gosh. Isn't that, isn't that like genius? It's brilliant, though, to have that foreshadowing mm-hmm. right there. It's all it's these things that are right there in front of you. I love that. Thank you so much for bringing that. That I see so many things clearly now. It makes me so happy. (laughs) Unlike Daredevil. (laughs) Okay, well, this has been Fan Theory Queries, and I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on other fascinating fan theories. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like The Projection Booth, Movie Therapy, and My History Can Beat Up Your Politics.